0: Hi, I'm Adia Depitan, and welcome to Green Business Builders, a brand new podcast brought to you by NatWest. Over the series, I'll be chatting to a range of sustainable businesses working to tackle climate change, and they'll be sharing practical ways that businesses like yours could start to build a lower carbon future today. In this episode, our special guests will be talking about how they reduce, reuse, and rethink. Fran and Jamie. How are you guys today?
1: Yeah,
0: I am good. You know, I feel like I have to ask that question, not just out of politeness, but because we have had an intense year and a half, haven't
2: we? <laughs> you could say that
1: again. It's been tough. It's been
0: tough. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about yourselves?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm the founder of the Beeswax Wrap Co. We hand make vegan um, beeswax wraps. They're the plastic-free alternative to cling film. So rather than wrapping something in plastic, you just grab a beeswax wrap, wrap it, use the heat of your hands. So great for wrapping sandwiches, bread, covering leftovers, anything and everything. And then you just wash it with cold water and washing up liquid, hang it up to dry and use it again. I think something that people don't realise at the moment is that, and probably ties in quite nicely with you, is you wrap food in cling film and it sweats, the bacteria builds quite quickly. Whereas with the beeswax wrap, it's made of really lovely, breathable and natural ingredients. So your food stays fresh for an awful lot longer.
0: Tell me about the beeswax, the material, because we are so used to, A plastic world and this is completely opposite
1: yeah complete opposite so it's organic cotton and then we mix up uk local beeswax pine resin which makes it nice and tacky and sticky and then jojoba oil and that keeps them nice and flexible so when you're wrapping them a lot they don't crack and start to flake off you know it's not rocket science it's really lovely simple natural ingredients that biodegrade yeah
0: sounds beautiful it really does i can
2: attest i've had my beeswax wraps for I think it's about four years now, and still going strong.
1: That's brilliant. That's lovely to hear.
0: Jamie, tell me about your business.
2: I'm the co-founder of Tuga to Go, and this is a social impact company which fights food waste. So we simply do this really through our app, our marketplace. So it's an app which connects individuals, just like the three of us, with businesses who have surplus food for sale. So these businesses, they really range from anything from your local cafe or local bakery all the way through to high street coffee chains and restaurants to supermarkets, hotels, contract caterers, etc. And you simply log on to our app and you'd purchase what we term as a magic bag. And that's a surprise bag with a random assortment of whatever food is left over. So you pay a reduced price through the app and then collect that from that food business during a specified collection window. So it's a really fun way of getting people and businesses to engage on the topic of food waste. Because the sad reality is a third of all food produced ends up being wasted, and this has huge environmental
0: consequences. It's such a great idea. I mean, both of the ideas are are so awesome. But when you throw in that stat about a third of all food waste, it's, it's shocking, isn't it?
2: Really, really shocking.
0: When you were establishing yourselves, was there a consumer need for this or did you guys have to create one?
1: For Beeswax Wraps, I suppose I was the consumer because I was trying to reduce my plastic waste and the one thing I couldn't replace was cling film. So I just did a bit of Googling and saw Beeswax Wraps online, you know, a bit of YouTube. How does that work? And then I did a market. Suddenly there were people that actually needed it too. So my business grew from needing it but not knowing what the solution was.
0: What was it like in the early days? How were you able to drum up business? Because it's yeah. it's such a radical change from what we're used to.
1: Oh hugely. And I think it was social media. It was amazing. You know, I started my Instagram account and it was just connecting with people. I started making them in the May of 2017 and then Blue Planet came out I think in the October and then suddenly it was just like whew, everyone was talking about reducing their single use plastics. I was in a full time job at that point doing other things and just making wraps in the evening and then by the January I was full time beeswax wrapping
0: so it took off that quickly
1: yeah I was literally within 8 months and then I think within a year I then had a workshop space six lovely ladies helping me make them it was a real kind of
0: <gasps> amazing <laughs>
1: whoa this is a bit hectic
0: what's really fascinating about that is I get the impression that many people will think when you're trying to set up a business that has sustainability at its heart it's not something that would be picked up so quickly.
1: There was a need and people wanted a solution for it. I was just tapping into this sort of unspoken Mm. movement.
0: A need. And how about you, Jamie? Was there a need for what you were doing? Well, there's always a
2: need for people to be reducing food waste, but it was much more of a business need. I always refer to the food sector and food waste itself as being sort of one of the world's most dumbest issues. And I, you know, I can't think of any other sector which throws away their core product on a daily basis in the rate in which
0: happens within the food sector. It feels like (laughs) it makes no business sense whatsoever, but also it feels morally wrong. Mm. You know, when you think about the amount of people who are struggling out there to survive, to eat.
2: Yeah, precisely. I mean, you know, food businesses typically didn't have any or typically don't have many solutions in which to reduce their food waste so when we first started out the conversations we were having with people was like this is amazing, like it's what we really term as a triple win you know, it's a win for consumers as they're able to discover new foods and discover new flavours but it's a win for businesses as well you know, they can recover the costs of food being thrown away and not have to throw their food away, but you know ultimately it's a win for the planet too
0: Tell me about your approach to the business, you know, where it was, where you first started and has it changed in any way?
1: I think from the start, I always knew that I wanted to create a really sustainable business. I mean, the reason that I started making beeswax wraps was because I found that I could buy them from America or Australia. And I was thinking, well, the carbon footprint on that's going to be massive. Of course. So let me craft my way out of this. From the start, it's always been very much, if I'm going to create a solution to a problem, I then don't want to create all of these problems behind it. So it's just making sure that from the creation of the cotton all the way through to the beeswax and then making it and then shipping it out to our customers, our packaging, it's fully biodegradable. So we're not creating then another problem for the end user. Just making sure that we are really considering every step of the process to lessen our impact. So we're not going to get sort of 10 years down the line and suddenly look back and go, oh, how do we clean that up now? It's
0: about being responsible, isn't it? Yes, I think when we're talking about
2: this notion of responsibility, it's understanding that as a brand and as a business, it goes further than just what you're doing on that day-to-day. Now, for ourselves, our app is the core part of our business. But our notion of responsibility we feel goes further than that. And this is where we do things alongside schools. So trying to inspire and empower young children or mature students to actually start thinking differently about food waste. And it's working within households, giving them tips and tricks on reducing food waste or working closer with our business partners. So we've launched things like a date label campaign, which we've worked with manufacturers To print on pack that we should look smell and taste food not waste it once it's gone beyond its best before date and that's where I think as a brand as a business it's taking that responsibility Mm. so much further than just what your core product
0: is. How do you find that fine line with having your values come through your business but not feel like you're pointing fingers, telling people how to
1: run their lives. With our beeswax traps, you know, when I first started making them, I wanted to make them with beautiful fabrics, you know, gorgeous patterns, and you can buy them to match whatever you've got in your kitchen. And you just start using it, and it may not even occur to you that you're fighting food waste. But I think with the things that we've created, they're just really so easy to encompass in your life. As I was starting up the business, I was connecting with a lot of the zero waste shops, so On our website now, we've got the UK's biggest listings of zero waste shops. We've got a lovely map, so you can go on there, find your local one. And I think it's lovely because we want people to buy our reusable bags and go to their local refill shop that's literally just five minutes around the corner and meet, oh, oh, you're Sally from down the road. Oh, great. I've passed you a couple of times in the street. Oh, this is your shop. Oh, this is amazing. I'm going to totally support you. There's far more positive impact through the things that we're providing to people because it just creates so many other things out of it
2: just picking on what you've touched on there is this journey that a consumer can go through your brand and yes the first reason they might be using you isn't because they're so driven to reduce food waste but your responsibility as a brand is to then take this consumer on a journey of Mm. of understanding and of education you know, this concept of climate anxiety, we can feel powerless and it can feel really overwhelming. That's where it's less about preaching, Mm. but it's more about empowering and inspiring
0: people. What structures can governments and policymakers put in place Mm. to help lead to behavioural changes?
2: You know, I think with my public affairs hat on, what we need to see is systemic change. And we've spoken a lot about consumers, we've spoken about businesses but it does need legislative intervention as well. And I think what we have there is that perfect nexus of grassroots movements being led by individuals. We've got businesses who are creating an environment which is more responsible, but at the same time, it needs to be guided by policy changes. So in the UK at the moment, what we're seeing is a potential consultation on mandatory food waste reporting, which... Would be a great sort of step in the right direction because you can't change what you don't know. Yes. Uh, So that would ensure that businesses are actually reporting and making it public knowledge as Mm. to what their food waste levels are and then that change from that top down can be implemented. So I'd love to see some actual legislative proposals being implemented within the UK. I
0: think that's very Mm. wise words indeed. As our brilliant guests can testify, businesses of all shapes and sizes are coming together to reduce their carbon footprint, including NatWest too. They believe that a small action today can be felt for decades to come. Whether that's their continued support of climate-focused businesses, the target to be net carbon zero by 2025, or being a lead sponsor of COP26, the UN's climate change summit, taking place in Glasgow. To find out more about NatWest's involvement in this year's summit, search for NatWest COP26. Now, let's carry on with the show. So do you see a society in which businesses can learn to look at byproduct as a resource rather than an unwanted consequence of mass production?
1: So I think one big thing for businesses is actually having really good relationships with other people that are part of their supply chain. Because, you know, we've got a fantastic relationship with our printers in India. And when we print a new print run, there's always going to be a certain amount of fabric that is misprinted or, you know, it just happens, we can't stop it from happening. So from day dot, we've just stored it. You know, we've just said, yeah, fold it up, keep it there. We'll do something with it when we've got a critical mass, as it were. So then last year, our printer was like, okay. You know, I've got however many hundreds of metres of fabric. What do you want me to do with it? So we're like, okay, let's make some reusable produce bags. So it was fantastic. You know, this new line that we wanted to test out, we had this fabric ready to go. We could offer it a really strong price to our customers because it wasn't perfect. And it's ended up being one of our strongest lines. So we've now got this constant little pile building in the background and it's no guilt on that because we know it's okay there's going to be a product coming out of that so it's
0: good business isn't it
1: exactly there is literally no waste you know through the whole journey then I think it's not hard like I think some manufacturers will probably be like well hang on a minute what do I do with this I think as long as you've got the time and the headspace and the passion to really put some time and understanding and effort into it then there's always something that you can do
0: Mm. do you think there are things that smaller businesses can learn from the bigger businesses or the other way around?
1: You know, from very early on, the influence that I had was from the smaller entrepreneurial businesses that were being set up because what we found, especially with the zero-waste shops and stuff like that, suddenly, you know, year or year and a half down the line, big supermarkets are testing out package-free aisles and things like that. And that was all born out of the pressure of consumers being offered this great alternative by small independents. So I think... For where we are with sustainability and where our business is at, actually, it's looking at those entrepreneurial people that are coming up with some great ideas that then the bigger companies will sit and wait, is it going to work? Oh, it works. All right, then, we'll have that idea. At the moment, that real kind of innovation is coming from those people in their garden sheds thinking up real solutions.
2: (laughs) I think there's certainly merit in that. And for myself, it's really around the notion of collaboration. So whether you are a small business or a large business or a multinational conglomerate, it's about collaborating to ensure that you, know, you can learn from each other and have as big a positive impact as you can. And we've certainly learned ourselves that yeah, the very essence of our business model is a marketplace in which we connect individuals with businesses. So we're all about collaboration and working together. And I mentioned earlier the date label campaign, which we've launched. And again, another example in which we as a relatively new organization are collaborating with large organizations like Danone or Nestle and Unilever to start trying to change consumer habits, but also change the way in which businesses are operating i think that's what's really exciting about this space is that level of collaboration and that
0: innovation which can develop from that i'm getting a feeling it's small businesses all the way for you guys (laughs) you
1: know but it's amazing isn't it as two small businesses Mm. you're a bit bigger than me but the influence that we have Mm -hmm. we've collaborated with some amazing uk brands and it's quite empowering because they want to listen they want to learn and they're really interested so i think we're in a really wonderful point in time where small businesses are really being heard
0: talking about learning give me some things that you guys have learned along the way things that you felt really essential to keep your businesses going
2: Mm. yeah I, i think for me it's around that passion If I look back to where we started in 2015, I was running around the streets of wherever, knocking on doors and drumming up interest. It really was a very bootstrapped operation. And now we're in a position where we're operating in 16 countries. We work with 100,000 different food businesses and have rescued over 80 million meals from going to waste. And it's started with that passion in which we've been able to persevere and continue even when many a door has been shut on our faces we've understood and been incredibly resilient to just keep going and knowing that there are issues which are bigger than just us which is this issue with food waste and we keep going we keep going and we are in the position where we are now which is onwards and upwards and keep fighting food waste.
1: Yeah, I just had a vision of myself. You know, when you were saying you are running around banging on people's doors. And when I first started making beeswax wraps, I went into maybe 10 or 15 shops. No one would buy them. <laughs> You know, and I was just like, no, no, they will. People have bought Mm. them, I know they will. And now you can find our wraps in over 2,000 high street shops in the UK, and it's just that real belief in what you're doing and knowing that, okay, it is something new and people are gonna need to be a little bit more educated on it, but it's that belief in the future, Mm. isn't it? And you know that people are all wanting to make this positive change, so you just have to stick with it and have that real belief that what you're doing is creating a really good positive impact.
0: So if you could give businesses one practical piece of advice to move towards a more sustainable model today, what would it be?
2: The one piece of practical advice would just be to do it. You are going to learn. We are going to make mistakes. There are going to be challenges along the way. But you've got to take that first step and you've got to start doing things. And that's when you can then start fine-tuning things. But take that first step and commit to doing something more sustainable that's better for people and better for the planet. Just do it.
1: It's not difficult for businesses to become more sustainable. All it is, is taking that first step. So we've got to drive our businesses with passion for people to go, I can do it too. Especially if you're a business starting up, you're in the best position because you don't have to suddenly change 10, 20 years worth of ingrained habit with a big workplace you can start with a clean slate so do an audit of your business I think it's just pinpointing those areas if you did want to look at say reducing your waste okay well where's it coming from what do I have what can I change can I talk to anyone in my supply chain to reduce their waste so make a list of all the things and then just really just focus in on one thing you know you're not going to be able to achieve everything immediately pick one theme, one project, and just really go for it and give yourself a pat on the back at the end. Because I think running a small business, you know, you're just the whole time.
2: Celebrate the milestones
1: and get inspired. Yeah.
0: What gives you hope for the future?
2: A lot of things give me hope. And when I look specifically at Tuga2Go, I see the journey and the trajectory we've gone on over the past five plus years. And pardon the pun but the proof is in the pudding in terms of the amount of meals that we've saved and the amount of people that we've inspired so that really gives me a lot of hope that there is an appetite for change
1: Mm. just a very quick little story jenny who looks after all our supply chain and this is a really like positive uh, amazing moment her little boy came in and he was doing some painting or something he was like Mum, what's that stuff, that like see-through stuff? And they, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And she suddenly realised he meant cling film. But because they didn't have it in the house because she obviously uses beeswax wraps. He no longer He, knew, he no longer knew what it was. Love that. So that for me is like, wow, you know, we are having such a strong impact on the younger generation. We, we did a schools project and the little kids, they get it. You don't have to explain to them like you do to maybe someone who's a bit older. They immediately get why we need these solutions. So I think, for me, it's just the younger generation coming up. It's going to be natural for them.
0: Only one flaw in your plan the beeswax wraps are not going to work as well as cling film over the toilet when you try and do <laughs> hey your friends.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Okay, we'll try. Okay, give me, give me, give me some time. I'll figure it out. I'm sure I've got some surplus that I can, I can do that.
0: But no, seriously, that whole notion of behavioural change amongst the next generation is huge. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's
0: huge, mm. and the fact that SMEs of your size are doing that, you need to applaud yourself. I'll applaud you for that. Oh, yes. uh, okay. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed that. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Green Business Builders and to our guests, Francis Beer from the Bees Wax Wraps Company and Jamie Crummy from Too Good To Go. I've definitely learned a lot more about reducing waste and you should now have some valuable takeaways that you can start applying to your business. NatWest believes tomorrow begins today. That's why they've created a hub to help you start building your own dream green business. Simply search NatWest Green Business Hub for practical articles, videos, and more. Don't forget to join us on the next episode where I'll be talking to carrie Ann Roberts from Mayor Sir, My Green Pod's Jarvis Smith, and Esther Kungu Cooper from PicoT, where they'll be talking about the radical steps they're taking to lower their carbon emissions. Until next time.